This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. special episode of the only friends podcast oh it's gonna be a good one today well, is this real life <laughs> it's me and landon chewing on nuts in the microphone <laughs> you can't hear anything the fuck we can't you can't fucking squirrel over there oh man Mics are off man <laughs> we're like three seconds from going live and we just hear <laughs> Bergie just looks over and goes are you fucking kidding me <laughs> And then, he, and then he picks up the bag of peanuts and throws a bunch more in his mouth. You can't Listen, hear any of it, bro. Bro's gotta eat. Dude. I'm bro's so gotta hungry. eat. That shit was hilarious. Oh, man. Three, up today. 300 episodes. You would think we'd reach some level of professionalism. 303. Where... <laughs> you would think we'd reach some level of professionalism where, you know, doing no. things like chewing in the mic is no. just... Uh... I, think, I think we're regressing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I wore, I wore underwear today. We do appreciate it. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you not see it as a problem when you're sitting like this and all we can see are your underwear? Like, the shorts aren't even existing anymore. Look at Brian. It's the same thing. Uh, no, no, it's not. No. I don't see Brian's underwear. I see your yeah. your underwear, not your shorts. Those mm -hmm. are her thighs, though. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Yo, Chauncey's that. getting fat. Go back to Chauncey. Look at that, man. <laughs> That's a big boy. Guap, did you just... Your mic doesn't work again. R.I.P. Right, boy, yeah. God mm -hmm. damn it, man. Guapo was good for this show at one point in time. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's been retired. I, I, look, I, don't, I don't want the narrative to get out there that, like, we did this. I mean, like, ever since know, start, Guapo started cooking, you know, his mic just went off. I wonder who did I, it. I'm, look, I, <laughs> I don't want to hear about this sabotage bullshit. Like, he's in charge of all the tech stuff. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's Andre who's, who's the real henchman here. Bro is self-reporting. Okay. Do we, do we have any idea why your mic is out? Okay. He said he'll mess around with it for the people that cannot hear him. <laughs> yes. I mean, no. not no. through our headphones, no. No, we but can't hear I, shit. I, I can You're hear talking you. loudly enough that mm -hmm. it's, it's seeping through. I have the ears of a hawk. Yo, it's tag team day. <laughs> it is tag team day. Can we, can we unpack that for a second? What? The, ears, from, it's, the ears of a hawk? It's from a show. Oh, okay, go on. <laughs> Tell us more. The point is, obviously, ears of a hawk doesn't matter, but it was from a show. I forget what show, but I've heard it before. That was funny, you know? Mm. Like eyes of a hawk instead. No, 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 no. Ears of a hawk. Hawkeye is being changed now to hawk ear. That's right. Hawk apparently. Yeah. Do hawks have ears? I'm sure. <laughs> they, hear, they hear some shit. I can hear guapo. <laughs> Maybe not externals, but, yeah. you know. They're out internals. there. Anyway, it is tag team day. Let's go. Our partners are in town. We're ready to roll. Have you guys met your partners yet? I have not. Mine just got in. Uh, shout out to Wes. He just got in uh, this morning, so we're going to go register right after this. What about everybody else? I have not yet. Uh, my partner got a delay on his flight. So. Mm. Same. My guy got in at 11 o'clock last night, 11.30, so. Come from the East Coast? Yeah, I think Atlanta. Hmm. My uh, guy's from Florida. Oh, that's right. You got Florida, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got Josh, yeah. How appropriate. <laughs> uh, he said that he uh, wanted me to go an hour later so you can get a workout in. I said, this is the energy we need. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. That, that, that's our guy. Yep. We that's like... my splinter twin. <laughs> 
Uh, I met my my partner yesterday, Trent. Gave him a little tour of the facilities. This is his first World Series. He's never, ever. He's never yeah. been. He's been to Vegas. Or he's no? been to Vegas like two or three times, but he's never played the World Series. Oh man, what a treat! First event ever. Uh, he gets to play with Big Bet Berkey. Yeah. <laughs> he he was a little bit uh, taken aback by the scenes. Ran into Shireen yesterday, and she had nothing but glowing things to say about you, Landon. She's like, I met Landon yesterday. I go, yeah. She goes, really nice guy. <laughs> Why are people surprised? <laughs> he is a really nice, sweet guy. And she's like, he's also really tall. I'm like, yeah, they don't make shorts long enough for this kid. You know, <laughs> you got legs like a kickboxer. Yeah, you got to overcompensate somewhere, right? <laughs> I guess so. Um, but yeah, he seems pretty pumped. Gonna, I'm gonna let him play as much as possible. I, That's uh, my plan too. Yeah, same. Yeah, I th I didn't realize there were no breaks. That, no that kind of makes it a little bit tricky. Yeah, I I gotta tell you, I'm sure that the people who like take the tag team seriously are, are fine with the no breaks. And in general, I would be very happy with no breaks in an MTT. Uh, but in this particular scenario, it's not great for me. Because yeah. like, I don't want to be on site. You know, like, it's on site. It is. It on is site. on site. <laughs> Um, on God. So I'm going to be at Bellagio <laughs> sprinting, sprinting across the fucking walkway to get in uh, a little bit of a couple orbits to give mm -hmm. a man a pee break here. Imagine yeah. they just made it like an Iron Man tournament where there's just no breaks the entire way through. There isn't. There aren't. No, he's oh, saying like, to, the, to the end of the no tournament. bagging. You, oh, just, no bagging? you just play for like three straight days or whatever. That is honestly days. how the tag team event should go. That would be so cool. If it were still a four man team, I'd be I'd be down with that. Yeah, four man. They, what if they have two? They have like a tag team like this, like the two two man team. Then they have like the four man Iron Man tag team, like a ten k tag team championship. I think the problem with like <laughs> an Iron Man or whatever would be. Who's gonna carry the boats? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who's who's working the fucking late shift? You know. Yeah, they find people. There's always a cast game grinding, ready to play. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is if you're up between midnight and four, you're missing on the juicy games. That is true. Like the only reason to be up during that time is because some drunk whale has wandered his way from the sports book into <laughs> the high limit area. That's how we get David Goggins into poker. We have a four man tag team event right. where he has no he had no teammates. <laughs> <laughs> David Goggins won the four man tag team event solo. Yep. <laughs> Stay hard. Ethan uh, said something that's kind of true. He said, sitting out for five to ten minutes with the speed of MTTs are played at these days. Honestly, not that much. That's true. That is true. We're being reasonable. Because, like, honestly, I, I don't know who's dealing today, but I can tell you one thing. Five or ten minutes is like a hand and a half sometimes. No, that, that's for sure true. Uh, uh, deep in day two of, of the 3K, on day two is you only get 15-minute breaks, but you're on the horseshoe side, so we're close enough to be able to go to the room. Yeah. And there was still... I don't know. This was before the bubble, so there's probably still like 300 people left, something like that. And uh, my stomach started gurgling. I, I had an emergency, mm. and I looked, and I was the I was the cutoff, and there was eight minutes before break. And I was like, all right, at three minutes, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I left. Uh, I think I ended up leaving in the low jack, and I came back, and I'd missed one hand. <laughs> Wow. And this is pre-bubble. Jeez. That's sick. Like, I have three minutes early for break, came back, normal time, whatever, and I was, like, under the gun one. I'm like... Yeah, well, pre-bubble, you're gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna be slower. No, 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 like, not like... Oh, oh pre, like, yeah, yeah. pre before not the bubble's bubble. about that. Right. Not right, soft yeah, bubble, yeah. like, does not matter playing right. time. Right, like, like, 100 away from the yes, bubble. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but, yeah, MTTs, man. 
they're a fucking grind. Yes, that they are. I wish there was. It just makes me like really hope for hands per level, but it's just just ain't it for these bigger field tournaments. Do you even play poker? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Do you even is, lift, bro? Yeah. This has been the World yeah. Series of naps, as far as I'm concerned. So, I played the win yesterday. I I was so tired two days ago. I just needed some naps. I've just never seen somebody nap the way you nap. I, I mean, tired. it's remarkable. Like, I don't even play tournaments. I got two day twos, a day. Th- Two day three, one day three. I got two K. What's going on here, young buck? You see, I ha- why are you ruining this for me, Burke? Like I haven't bagged yet, and I, and then I found out that Landon hasn't bagged yet, and it made me feel better because I'm like, well, he's really really good, and he hasn't bagged yet. He's also bagged. playing events, then I, but then I realized he hasn't played any events. So how can you bag? <laughs> it's just like Jesus. He's also playing events where the structure is good enough that like you know half the field does bag. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, not like you you got to finish right. in the top one percent right. just yeah. to put a Literally put a chip in a bag. Percent to to bag in the ones I've been playing. So. Yeah, you've been doing great, except Brian. For the, except, except for the monster stuff. You've been doing great. Don't yeah. don't don't let anybody hold you down, man. Man. Nobody's holding me. We down. got high hopes for you in this tag team event. Oh, look, let's go. <laughs> I'm somebody that either has many, many chip or has no chip. Yeah. Very early. I can relate mm-hmm. to that. You know? I, I am also somebody who has many, many chip or not many chip. Or sometimes I bag nine blinds and then get 14th. I yeah. usually get many. Because you know chip. why? Because I remember back in 2012 running into Jason Kuhn. <laughs> this story needs to end. again. This story needs to end. I actually have no idea what you're about to say. Bro. Stop. I, I really have no idea what you're about to say. I literally just told the story last week. Uh, I wasn't he listening wasn't to you. Yeah. yeah, that sounds bad. Honestly, I think he was here, and he was not listening. <laughs> he was here physically. My my story is the one I like is the grafted one. Which one? <laughs> when you bust when the 5K, to, you guys go get a cup of coffee. coffee or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he talks you into getting back in, and you bust the first hit. Fucker. <laughs> I was so dejected. I was like, I was done. I'm like, I'm not playing any more events. And this fucking guy is just like, mate, you got to be in there. You got to be in it to win it. And I'm just like, yeah, or, you know, I don't. And I just say 5K. And he's like, no, no. Like, I mean, look at these fields. I'm about to go register 100K. And it's like, yeah, all right, we'll give it a fire. No, one fucking hand. That's an ejector seat. I know it's a little, a little belated, but we do have to give a uh, big shout out to our boy, Matt Hunt. Who has finished, uh, I believe, second? Second in, in the Venetian 1600 freeze out on yep. Sunday? Yeah, yep. for 52000 He got, it's not bad. He got $52,000 and COVID Woo! for his second place finish. Let's fucking go, Hunt. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> not job, really, it's not really belated when he's had COVID the whole time since he's he's gotten second place. Right, that's true. Yeah. Time freeze. He literally, yeah. like, he's just said, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm, he tweeted something about, like, man. I need a break because my body's break feels like it's breaking down from all these tournaments. And now he just had COVID. He, so. he's, he's, he's had some interesting tweets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't see now. We need a behind the scenes like camera a, yeah, so like badly. Construction going on over there. Uh, Guapo's, Guapo's cooking. Yeah, Guapo's cooking. Trying Speaking to get of it, construction and cooking, did you guys see this apartment fire? Uh, oh my god! It's taking over the nation. There were. I was gonna. I wondered if it was gonna be uh, national news. It was definitely national news. Uh, yeah. It was also a national meme. Um, have you guys? Uh, did I put it in the chat? Jesus Bro. I mean, I don't even know if it's gonna matter. Guapo's. <laughs> Bro's trying Re- to get himself a voice. Retooling his entire. Uh, He's really got something entire to say. Setup. <laughs> I need to find this meme. I can't. I can't uh, entrust it into anybody else. I don't even know about this one, to be honest. It, do, you know the girl, the like little girl? Yes, the girl looks, fire meme? Yes, where yeah. she looks evil? It looks like a young Alex Botez, yes. 
<laughs> okay, I think that's rude to Botez, but yeah, you know, Botez is young. <laughs> if you want to, you want to go that the girl route. is literally a child. Yeah, she's oh. a child. I I don't see any Botez there, but you know, whatever, <laughs> man. I mean, if you want to equate her to Satan, baby, then fine. <laughs> she, did her, she did it herself. I'm just reiterating. <laughs> that's on you, I guess. It's on her. Um, but people were taking it upon themselves to recreate the meme. Sure. With the apartment fire blazing in the background. Oh, that's fucking that's great. what the, <laughs> oh my God. that wait that's what that was um it was just an apartment fire like that huge fire. yeah so it was a new construction yeah it was it wasn't occupied no the fir, the ones in the front are occupied it was the ones in the back so yeah well it was, it was big enough where i'm sure it did spread to to other buildings um i looked when i drove past it, it looked like it was kind of back there like mm -hmm. by itself nobody got hurt just big fire as, as far as i know i wonder it's nice what do we? What do you think the probability of this being a uh, a failed real estate project, yeah. getting the insurance money? Yeah. Nah. Uh, Michelle said the same thing. She's just like, you know, sometimes Not zero, right? She's like, you know, you're building this thing, and 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 the the units aren't selling. Yeah, you just want out. And you, got, you got a lot of insurance on it. It's definitely you know. not zero. Not zero. No. But I would think that a lot of people are moving to Vegas, and the demand is there. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, just in general, at least having tested the market myself it seems like inventory is <laughs> relatively low yeah uh god i'm so mad at myself for not putting this in the chat it's so good it's just this girl like in the corner with the blaze behind her going <laughs> we showed it didn't we show it oh you did it? yeah she got it. it wait yeah. of the of the no. person mimicking it or no, just the actual no, no. oh just the regular meme the regular no. one yeah, yeah yeah it's fine um it gets the point across yeah so it was still smoldering this morning yeah uh, it was still it like fully ablaze yesterday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you get kicked out of the gym? No. So Rob ended up clearing the gym because it's there was right like, there, right, real close. Yeah, uh, not I mean, right there. Maybe like it's... a half a mile away. Yeah, that's, that's uh, when. Uh, yesterday morning. So I'm just like powering through my workout, and I'm noticing that the place is empty, which is weird because usually people come in at 9:30. That he has that like uh, select group of women that come in. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this place empty? And I was like, whatever. I'm on my last set, and I have five minutes to get it done. So I'm like cranking out the rower, and I hear I hear Scott in the background going, "You just want all the smoke." And I'm like, "What? What? What are you talking about?" He's like, "You want all the smoke?" I'm like, "Yeah, man. I'm getting it. Like, I'm getting it." <laughs> He's yeah, like, man, I got, I got to. He's like, no, you don't smell that. I'm like, no. He's like, we have pounding headaches. Like, we're closing the gym. And I'm like, oh, well, can I finish cardio? <laughs> <laughs> I want to carry the boats. Jeez. It's like, you know, a little, a little restriction on the oxygen. It's got to be good for fat loss. Like, mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's get this done here. You know? Yeah. Sure. A little smoke inhalation. That we're no, I was out of there earlier. I, I was out of there like nine ten because I walked back. You literally saw me. I know. On the drive. That was the. That's why I assumed you got kicked out. That was the fastest I've ever seen you work out in my life. No, I got there really early. I got there at like seven. I woke up early for. Yeah, nice minutes. pump. Did. Yeah. Landon. Landon takes two hours to do a forty-five minute workout. It's quite impressive. <laughs> he does walk to the gym. He does walk to the gym. And he walks back. I do. Two miles uphill each way. Just like our granddaddy. Just like you when you used to walk to fucking school or whatever. I did walk. To I, I walked to school. I did walk to school. Yep. I, I did walk uphill there. No, nope. I walked I did not street. walk uphill down. Or <laughs> back. I walked directly across the street. Got, no, got a lot of fist fights on that playground. <laughs> you poor thing. Did you win any of them? Nope, none of them. Nope. That's rough. I don't even know if I threw a punch. I just, <laughs> just, you're, just, just a, you're just a yeah. living punching bag. Yep. Poo. Fucking poo, man. We got taken to the jail cell. What did Melissa do? Not poo dog. Uh, uh, Mark, what was his last name? Poo. 
Remember Pooh? Yeah. <laughs> was it Mark Hunter? Maybe I don't remember. Yeah, maybe. I don't even know why. I didn't. I didn't dislike him. He just decided to, he was a new kid at school, and the first day there, he's like, "I'm gonna fight you." Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do when you're the, you're a new one there. You gotta you know uh, establish dominance. You have yeah. to assert yourself. Yeah. Same thing. Schoolyard jail. <laughs> what the hell's the difference? Yeah, it was wow. bad. He didn't actually punch me. No. We we just squared up, and the cops came. Mm. Did you sue him? <laughs> no, came. did not sue him. Did Good, you tweet at him? Great segue though. Uh, but we have a few other things to. Damn other highlights to to note before we get there uh huge shout out to ashley why frank 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 there it is frank poker face ash i was just i was just gonna call her she has has two first names it's you know Mm, mm -hmm. uh she got 16th in the monster stack for fifty three thousand, i believe 50 something yeah 56 maybe former academy attendee yep uh student of fausto who's also one of the ogs she from the academy she did she come <laughs> to an academy she came yeah. she did the old she did the homeschool right she did homeschool i think she came to the, one of the early mtt academies oh uh, maybe she did i i know that um wasn't she wasn't she um a uh recipient of the of the scholarship that yeah uh yeah that we were from gifted linda. yeah from linda yeah. and then yeah and then now, the goat and now she's went on to she's just, mashing yeah just mashing she got a ring she's going deep in a lot of things and now 16th out of 80 man that's such 80. heartbreak no she didn't seem heartbroken at well, all No, because it's the biggest score of her career right, right now it is biggest score of her career and, and i mean she was just i mean it's thrilling right to run that deep especially in a tournament where it's 1.1 million it's a first. it's a weird feeling when you feel like you're that close mm-hmm. well you and, are right but you already made your biggest score and you're like well yeah and like technically you are that close but you know you're 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 not 20 or like 60 or sorry sorry like 25x less than what first place is Mm -hmm. but then on top of that as the tournament plays out you realize that like you're actually like 12 hours away yeah from winning the whole thing it's an insane thing to think about the stakes you play final two tables of a tournament uh like that where first is 1.2 million like 1.187 and then 16th is 50k. Yeah. And it's like, well, I guess like we're just playing like at 1,000, 2,000 effectively. Right. Mm-hmm. Things along those lines. It only goes up from there. I mean, even the difference between third and first, right? That's like $600,000. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it's time for a CSA. Please, oh. no. God, it's no. It's time for a CSA, guys. Who lets bro cook? And Nobody. Th- 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 he lets th- himself cook. I'm Who the, bro in the kitchen? I'm the motherfucking chef around here, all right? Now, listen. Bro overcooks. I need you guys to know that 3% of Canadian deaths are caused by E-U-T-H-A-N-S-I-A. Euthanasia? Yes. Okay. 3%. Okay. Just assisted suicide. Oh, maybe not in this context. Sorry, uh, I was taking it to the. I was leaping to something that's humane, yeah, yeah. and now I'm realizing that you're saying this because it's inhumane. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what the fuck? I've been so thrown off that I had to say it out Where loud. Where did this come from? So, uh, some sort of medical report? It's just a stat somewhere. I don't understand. Somebody just passed on a stat to me, and I just was reading it, well, and I was who? like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Wait, I, a Canadian. This, Canadian. Is not, this can't be. This can't real. be real. Three percent of Canadian deaths 
Or caused by euthanasia? Three percent's a lot. I know it is. I'm fucking like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, listen. This is why you can't just open links that are text to you <laughs> and then read them open on air and treat them as facts. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way three percent of yeah. Canadians die via we need euthanasia. To, we need to move this segment off the show. <laughs> I'm going on the CSA altogether. CSA is gone. Right. You, you, is no. Conrad the kind of person who, like, when he just gets a random text from a random number that says, "Hi, how are you?" He responds. <laughs> <laughs> Good. How are you doing? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unreal. Unreal. What the actual fuck, dude? I, I, I'm gonna euthanize that segment. <laughs> no, it's humane. It's not. It's humane to remove the segment. Yes, no, it's humane to do such things. I agree. Yeah, you. Are you sure you're not talking about animal deaths? Yeah. Yeah. Because that would and, make a lot more right, sense. Right, that would make a lot more sense. Three yeah. percent of dogs sure, were yeah. euthanized yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. GG. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think you confuse people with three point three. Oh, so it's medically assisted, assisted. But okay, so I was right. Yeah, yeah it is. Suicide. Yeah. See, it's so, three point three percent though. I jumped yeah. to the right conclusion. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's uh, it, shout it's, out to Doctor Kavorkian. Right. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> obviously uh, a, a debatable ethics. Slash morality yeah. conversation, I guess. But uh, you know, if it's if it's allowed there, then good on them. I'm That's all for insane. it because it's not allowed here. And Doctor Vorkim went through some shit because of it. Yeah, Doctor <laughs> Death. High five for Michigan. <laughs> That's your highlight. <laughs> Birth Corey Paget and Doctor Death. <laughs> some would say that Corey Paget is the Doctor Death of ring events. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Kills all his opponents. And then takes Next the topic, please, God. <laughs> Talk about Matt. Michigan, man. Cat is just final tables, the fucking monster. Of course he yeah. does. He's, he's the best at thousand person fields, maybe you ever. Mean, you mean <laughs> eight thousand person well, fields? Well, sort of. <laughs> Jesse got you know, third. Lonis? No, um, Rockowitz, I believe his last name is. He's um, Jared's friend. Jared. Oh, um, one of, man, you're on a lot of first name bases with people that I don't fucking know. Yeah, he Jesse fucking Rock lives at Jetto's house. Oh, Mangini? Oh, Mangini. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And Mangini. Colin Robinson, which I love this kid. This kid's awesome. He's final tabled every 1K in Florida with me. He got second. So he final table one? No, three. <laughs> there were three of them. Ah, I, uh, I see. Okay, based. Nice, sir. Based as fuck. Wow. Uh, well, yeah, shout out to all of them. That was five minutes whenever we get back. No. <laughs> Coming from you, how Honestly, fucking ironic! I, I totally disagree. I think this is the most value Conrad's added in months. <laughs> I would love for him to just go on these random nonsense, so we could just always get to the bottom of what the actual truth is, right? Because it's never whatever he leads with. It's right. true. We should have you start doing the ad reads in this nature. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know? <laughs> Conrad, do you have any updates on the, uh, the, the, the vessel that went down to see the Titanic? Oh, actually, I, I went looking for it yesterday, but I couldn't find it. Mm. Yeah. Not looking good. It wasn't out there. No, Don't look not, good, guys. It, no, it really That's, so, it's, so it was a, a submarine that was taken? Yeah, they call it a submersible. It's like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's like a small... It's a shoebox. Yeah, it's, it's essentially the size of like a, a, a van. And uh, yeah, they were like going two miles beneath the surface which obviously 12, is a lot of pressure meters, a lot of things I believe. Came, yeah it looked like the guy who was running the, uh, the meters, tour sorry. and and developed the uh the submersible was i don't know he didn't uh, check all his boxes was he in the submersible he was i think yeah oh, good we so, got no, he could. well there's like five no, people I mean, in there stress test yeah. his own product I think, I think it was like five people but uh yeah it, it 
it doesn't look good. It, it's rough. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they think like if it if there was like a leak or something, it would just essentially explode. Yeah, which I think is probably better than slowly suffocating. Yeah, of course. So, Please. so there are a few things to touch on here. First of all, uh, there were reports this morning saying that they found debris, debris within near, the field near, of yeah, uh, the Titanic, the Titanic yeah. which uh, I I mean. I don't know what they're dealing with technologically speaking, mm -hmm. uh, but it seems a little weird to me. I understand that the depths of the ocean are difficult to get to, but it seems a little weird to me that we're what three and a half days into this thing, and they're not exactly uh, sure of like what what they're looking for yet or like where. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you have a pretty clear target that you're aiming for. I don't know. The ocean is pretty vast. I know. I know they were like going. To a certain way, but if you get steered off course or something, then well, yeah, I guess my be. point is like I would start to look there, there, yeah, of course, and then you know hope for the best because we're on a time constraint. If they if they veered off course, then right. you know right. they ain't gonna make it, bro. Right. But the other things uh, being discussed, and I, I actually I'm I'm really into this conspiracy. I like it. Yeah, this is a this is a Pat McAfee. Yeah, this is a Pat McAfee special. I, I I I'm kind of into it, man. Because why else would a billion dollar why, why, why would a billionaire want to pay some, for him, some small amount of money? Right, quarter million dollars. Right. To go to the depths of the ocean where, you know. Because people are adventurous. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're adventurous, I understand. But, you know. <laughs> they like doing these things. Because... Right, but when you're a billionaire, you just pay somebody else to go down there and bring back the video. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't think so, man. I think uh, people's, I don't think. All billionaires think alike. Yeah, I mean, maybe I, I get what you're saying. It's like, oh, I got it. I got everything. Like, why would I put myself in that kind of danger? But and people just that's no, no, no. I, like look, I get it. You can't take it with you. Be adventurous. I understand. I'm just saying. I like if this conspiracy. To, if you wanted to vanish off the face of the earth, if you wanted to fake your own death. Yeah, if you wanted to vanish off the face of the earth, maybe never pay taxes again mm -hmm. and go live on the island that you bought with your billions of dollars. Seems like a pretty viable way to fake a death. Yeah, dude, for sure. Dude, the FBI is listening, right? Were they in that vessel, Conrad? Do you think they were in that vessel? What, the... Yeah, for like the five yeah. minutes yeah. when they got in, and then when they were yeah. underwater, yeah, they, they got out. They did swoop and swap. Yeah, ah. obviously. Got to uh -huh. something else, and uh -huh. then blew that shit up. Guapa, how are you doing over there? Okay. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Nothing, right? Oh, no. we got you. We got you, yes. Whoa. Really? We hear you. You just didn't it's, have the right maybe, mic hooked maybe, up. Maybe you guys can hear me. I don't know if chat can. Chat, if you chat can you hear tortillas? It's it's kind of remarkable <laughs> that I I called on him just to like see if he had a voice, and he stared me right in the eyes and gives me a hand signal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I I think that uh, I think the unfortunate thing with the submarine well not the unfortunate thing obviously if somebody actually died that's that's terrible um but the thing that's I think so that's the most likely case that yeah somebody that yeah of course we had a tragedy of course yes, you're good uh the, the most compelling thing i think is that we'll never know so it's kind of like the plane off malaysia or whatever that i mean if they could recover the bodies i don't know how hot how difficult that would be but maybe. How, how could they ever recover them well there's a big difference between the plane and of like a hundred and something people and a five-person submarine. Both yeah. of them disappeared. I mean, they have things that go down and take pictures of the Titanic. Oh, so that's not my... I'm saying with the pressure and oh, everything else, right. the, they would, you know, yeah. whatever's living down there, right. if they exploded, then yeah. you'll never recover yeah, anything. Yeah. And yeah. if they suffocated, like, you know, you have to recover the vessel. Oh, right. I was thinking from yeah. the aspect of them. 
on the Swapperoo. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm still working on that aspect. I understand. So the other the other thing that uh, the other theory that was getting thrown around was uh, theory. Th- this is a, this is a tough one. They were speculating that if you killed one person on board, you would get an extra 12 days of oxygen. Wait, no, really? Yeah, in the vessel. Yeah. Well, they only had forty hours total, so I don't know how one person. Would I don't know either, 12, but, 12, but that was that doesn't that doesn't sound great. I'm it not a fan of this conversation. I don't know. What do you mean? You ate your brother in the womb? Yeah, but that was over with, and that wasn't in my control. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. Who do you kill? <sighs> I mean, wow. you, you if if it's gonna get you a week, if it's gonna buy you a week's time, like your your likelihood of getting rescued is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Imagine you, you do. Figure out which one you kill. You kill them, and then like five minutes later, they find you. Like, oh shit! I think I think <laughs> or worse, talk about or it. worse, they stop looking because they assume after ninety six hours, yeah, that they have no more oxygen. I think you, you talk about it. Like you just kind of like, all right, well, who's who's in the worst shape here? <laughs> who's <laughs> the oldest? Draw yeah. some straws or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So th- uh, that wasn't where my mind went. Uh, I was talking to Lewis about this at, at the Bellagio yesterday. Who's Lewis? Uh, Capaldi. You're on a lot of first name basis over here. Everyone knows Lewis. He's the misreg 20, 20 something Englishman. Uh, Spencer. Spencer. May, may, or may, not, may or may not be known as Hot Potato. I love him. Why Hot Potato? <laughs> I, during the main last, I think it was last year or two years ago, when he ran deep, like every time he won a pot, Emma would be in the stands like, Hot Potato! And just like, they're clapping. Lewis is the best. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> we, we played this hand yesterday where he's in the big blind, I'm in the small blind, it goes like, raise call. From like late position, I call Ace Knight suited out of the small, and Lewis like thinks for a while and then folds the big blind, and it comes like Ace Queen Nine Two Diamonds checks around turn King I bet and just win, uh, King of Diamonds I, I just bet and win. He goes, "Do you have a flush?" <laughs> and I go, "No." He goes, "Ah, oh, I made a pretty tight fold. I would have had a small flush." And I just look at him. I go. This is why you don't have a seat. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Like, 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 what happened to you? Do you have like a little gimp at home that's wearing a latex suit and every time you call with a hand that's two pips too wide, he just whips your ass when you walk through the door? <laughs> like... Gamble a little bit, man. There's a giant casino sign when you walk through the doors. Like it's okay to defend eight four of diamonds once in a while. Man, <laughs> it was unreal. It's oh great. man, these fucking guys. Did you have a it's so good? It's like table waste nine and just be like, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. I was just like, no, I didn't have a flush. You would just win a big pot, Lewis. Yeah, you would have won a nice one. <laughs> um, but we were talking about like he's like, who do you kill? And I'm like, I'm less concerned about who you kill, and I'm more concerned about once you come to grips with someone's gonna die, how do you kill them? Right. Yeah. Because like, even if you're the sacrificial lamb and you're like, all right, I'm I'm willing to die for the cause. Go nuts, guys. I mean, you just have to strength. Oh, yeah. That's- yeah, well, you're... <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, like, you're going to fight back if someone tries to strangle you. Right, it's, yeah. It's, it's a tiny little vessel. It's like they can hang yeah. themselves. I mean, you just Let's choke them out. Why do we got to think about these dark, dark... Can you we just, stop, all, all please? All it's not like Andre's on board. I mean, you know? all you have to do is give up the neck and it's over. No, it's not. Yeah, Suffocation's have... like one of the worst ways to die. I mean, it's euphoric, but... What are you going to do? Like, some, you have four, four other, or three other people, right? Hold the fucking legs out and <laughs> kill this motherfucker. Jesus. Yeah. What are you going to do? You have to extend the limbs, like hold their <laughs> limbs down, 
and just fucking choke him. What are you going to do? I would have just been at the horseshoe if I knew this is the conversation going today. But then you're stuck there with this rotting bot. Well, at least you have something to eat. Yeah, I mean... You know, think of the let him let him cook. I <laughs> guess it buys yeah. you twelve days. God, oh, you gotta, God. Eat, you gotta Wait, eat raw. Twelve yeah. days of being inside a fucking vessel with a, a tiny dead vessel body? with a rotting corpse. Yeah, honestly, I might just like. I'd rather just, I'd rather die. just die. Yeah. <laughs> just kill me now. I'll be, like, you know what? I'll, be I'll be the sacrifice. You guys want to live? Yeah, I'll kill me. Yeah, I I'll kill myself. <laughs> this is absurd. On to bigger and brighter things. <laughs> Literally anything we could talk about is bigger and brighter. Does this remind you of the time you ate your well, How did your brother taste? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Like placenta. Do you oh. get like flashbacks during no. dreams? No. Uh. Oh man, that'd be so fucked up. That'd be real fucked up. It would really explain a lot, I gotta tell you. Can we just uh, move on? Did you guys see in the 50k horse that a satellite winner to a satellite got eighth yes yep. amazing how rothels won a 675 dollars satellite into a 5k satellite into the 50k horse players championship that's a parlay it's eighth place for 141,000. that's God, what a parlay we'll take it you think he sold any of his action i don't probably. know probably yeah i but remember still. uh i remember when they ran satellites for they they ran like a 10k satellite hmm. it was either a 10k satellite that got enough people to have one million dollar one drop seat, or mm -hmm. it was a ten k satellite into a hundred k, and then the hundred k maybe uh, yeah. satellite to the one drop. But either way, I remember I, I didn't play it, but I remember we were like in other events listening. Uh, it's like Deeb and maybe Gus Hansen got heads up, mm -hmm. uh, and we were all talking about like what would you do if you won the seat? And it's like, well, at the time I was you know like a mid stakes uh maybe i'd start playing ivy's room but like either way i wasn't that rich at most i had like half a million and it's like a million dollars is a big score like i would just like sell a discount i think yeah you just yeah. sell a markdown yeah, yeah. sell like 0.9 well that's 0.95 that's very generous sure yeah Jeez. well like at the same time they might think like oh how much is he really gonna you can't the, the problem with selling at a discount is that it disincentivizes you from doing well in the event kind of well, I mean, you're giving up, you're automatically giving up EV out of the gate. So now you're either incentivized to sell it all so that you have your one lump sum or, uh, you know, just keep it in gamble. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you sell still Markdown, 18 million to first, I think if you sold like you a keep, bunch of it, you keep still 20, well. sell it, Markdown. Yeah. You'll still like make money and still have a piece. Yeah. Nice. I wonder how much Antonio had of himself that year. All of it. Nah. He definitely had a lot. He's rich as fuck. Good for him. He disappeared. Magic. He disappeared. <laughs> Poof. Into the ether. Into the ether. Uh, two more good feel or two more feel good stories. Please. Since, uh, we're off the submarine now. The uh, <laughs> why did I bring that up? <laughs> no, I, I had it, it up here. It was a great conversation. I, I was going to bring it up as a segue between the feel-good stuff and the uh, the lawyer stuff. But, ah, you know, a little roller coaster. We had a little little in between. What lawyer? See, don't don't step on my segues, man. <laughs> it's not a hood lawyer, so you can fucking relax. <laughs> uh, while we are taking a bit of a break, don't forget to head to WPT Global and have a chance to win $25,000 and a free roll entry into WTT Global's latest promotion, King of Cash. Starting June 18th and ongoing until further notice, for every 100 cash game hands played, 
you'll receive a raffle ticket for over 25k in weekly cash and prizes. Every player who earns two tickets in a week also gets access to the Kings of Cash weekly free roll. There's never been a better time to grind cash on WPT Global, especially with Tom Wheaton in those streets. Yeah, you say this every day. Man. Every day. Use promo code Berkey when you sign up today. You guys can click the link in the description below or hit hashtag WPT Global in the chat. Uh, be sure to take advantage of their sign-up bonus, 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,200. So go, in out, go out and get that free money. Um, Did WPT pay you extra to let them know that Tom's playing daily? No, no, that's the chum in the water that I try to use to get the, the viewers to know how soft the games are. Oh, okay, cool. That makes sense. Tom made the mistake of saying, uh, these games are so soft, <laughs> I'm, I'm crushing the 510, you should let the people know. What? And so I'm letting the people know. That... It's, been, it's been going bad for Tom after that? <laughs> I don't know if it's been going bad or not, but uh, they all know that he's in those streets somewhere. Oh, shit. Well, He's doing all the hard work. He has nowhere to go. So the uh, the 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 perfect poker playing human, Jeremy Osmus, wins his sixth bracelet in the last I don't know three years. What the fuck, what a, man? What a beast. He's on years. fucking Platt's fantasy team. Mm -hmm. God, that's so God annoying. damn it. Man. Damn it, Jeremy. What's wrong with you? Yeah, just that... fucking lose, man. It's okay. <laughs> that one is kind of frustrating that was his third final table of the summer yeah we're getting rocked by him and him only somehow he's not in player of the year i mean he's probably in contention but he's not like in the top five i don't think crazy he didn't add the points yet from online oh maybe not um i mean yeah that's his third final table he final tabled the 100k the 10k mystery bounty as well as winning the 3200 high roller online bracelet for 300 ish thousand dollars that's his sixth bracelet as i previously mentioned wow. in the last three years um what a goat yeah he kind of has some weird bracelets man he has a couple online right uh, i think he has a couple online let me double check real quick i know his first one was like the covid relief event it was like event one of mm. the covid series and it was like $45,000 first. I remember he won a bracelet and he was stuck by event three. <laughs> yeah, he won like the COVID turbo. Yeah, it was for, 52 for like 50, 58k online. No, yeah. live. Oh, live. Yeah, it was live. It was it was the fall World Series one. Mm -hmm. It was live and it was only 45000 the first? Yeah, or wow. 50, 50 something. What was the buy-in? It was a 1k. Five, oh, was, a 1K. was it 1k? Yeah, okay. it was just like a 1k like COVID relief charity turbo. Oh, okay. Not, not many people played, but Jeremy played it because he won. Because who loves it more? All right, Very let's few. see. Jeremy Osmus has... Wow, they didn't even update his profile yet. They still have him at five bracelets. What a fucking joke. Uh, so he's won the online high roller for thirty, the $3,200 buy-in. Um, he won online bracelet number seven last year. Uh, $300 buy-in for $51K. Uh, let me just do this. Much easier if I sort by place. He won the 3K six max limit hold'em yes. bracelet last okay. year. He has weird bracelets, man. I'm telling you. Uh, he won spooky guy. He won the uh, th this one's very very legit. Not not that they're all legit, but this one's very legit. He won the uh, PLO high roller. Yeah, the 50k. Uh, the 50k. Wow. For a lot. 1.1 almost 1.2 million 
Uh, and then he won the COVID relief charity event. $48,000 the first, 1K buy-in. Wow. Nice. So one, two, three, four. I think they're leaving one out. Five. I'm only counting five, and that's with the, the online one. I swear this was his six, no? Mm-hmm. You know what? Do you it's think this no. <laughs> no. Kevin Gerhardt oh with me for God. five hours but he went on to play the $1,500 horse by the way potentially some action here, Phil on Phil Ivy in the small blind with King Queen of Hearts Ivy of course keenly aware of the fact that Helmut is on a short stack Ivy makes it 70,000. Very curious to see what Helmut is going to do now with pocket tens. Two eights, Ivy? I have tens. Isn't, isn't that easy? Isn't poker easy for you, Mona? What just happened, ladies and gentlemen? What is going on? How do you say, Phil, do you have eights and then you open full tens? That head is one of the most impressive things I've what ever seen in my life. <laughs> you live tens under the gun off a of fucking, what do you have? Ten big blinds. No, more no than yeah, that. more than that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, like 30, yeah, like 30, yeah, 15K big blind. It's 15K big blind. 45, 35. 535. So 520K. Yeah. Yeah. Big blind 15. 35, 35. Yeah. Big and he just mucked tens. Versus 4X, yeah. Here we are. I mean, it's something. From the big blind. He knew that. He knew what? He knew. That he was gonna lose that, a flip. He knew he was gonna lose a flip. Yeah. I mean, that's just how you do. I it, love bro. that Ivy right then as he takes a sip of his drink. He's like, has this like this little smile as he's just like <laughs> thinking, like, what the hell is going on? There was a clip where he, where like Phil was talking or whatever, and he goes, "Does this ever fucking change? <laughs> twenty five years and nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah, same speech. Like, same speech for yeah. twenty five years. <laughs> it really is. Though. It really is. Oh, I found it. Jeremy's first bracelet was actually way back in twenty thirteen at uh, WSOP Europe. Ah, there he won you go. a sixteen hundred dollar PLO. Mm. Mm. Very, very weird bracelets. Outside yeah. of the the fifty k and the online one, he's a master of many games. He is. Mm-hmm. It's true. He's a beautiful bastard. It's really quite unfair. It is. He is fifty two after all. <laughs> Looks great for fifty two, man. I, I I think honestly the ten hand was impressive, but the PLO hand where he value betted the um, value betted value bet the deuces <laughs> folds and um, the best. found his folds. That was pretty more that was way more interesting. I loved it. I loved everything. Oh wait, wait, wait. That was the King Deuce yeah. versus Deuce Four. Insane, yeah. man. It was so wild. Honestly, like just fucking check then. Poor If you're gonna fall, just check. Bro, he bet like two blinds on the river. I know. And I mean, I don't know if his opponent was bluffing or not. I don't he, think No, he had a boat. He had the worst. I know, boat. I know. I just don't think it's a check raise. Uh and honestly, like Phil's uh, I'm not trying to make excuses for Phil, but his hand kind of does suck as a bet call because he blocks the nut flush yeah. which would be the thing that would go too thin for value he blocks the underboats because he has a deuce in his hand and he loses the like pocket fours which is a better but so it's like it's probably a ridiculous fold all things considered he's just check call though no he's in position um check back he could check <laughs> i mean you can't check back a boat he should just bet bigger and That's then true, yeah and then maybe fold. But like for the small size, he lets a worse hand go for value. Or bluff or 
I mean, Mega Master. Yeah, it's well. That's that's the problem is that he holds all the Mega Master cards. Yeah. Like if his opponent just had Ace Deuce with the Ace of Diamonds, he could potentially turn it into a bluff, right? But you know, he just blocks all that shit. But I don't think Phil's thinking that way. I think he's just going, "You got pocket fours? I knew you had pocket fours. Fuck! I'm gonna look like such a genius." <laughs> Set himself out of the know, hand. Man. That is oh, what's man. happening right now. What a crazy hand. I thought he was going to snap it off on the river there, knowing he's only beat by kings, fours, and jacks, and he himself has a king. Well, he's also never against kings. Yeah. All he has to do is say call, but he is throwing it in the muck. He lays it down. Unbelievable. That's also what makes the check jam, like, terribly bad if you're trying to get value. <laughs> He the motherfucker won't call it better, let alone worse. <laughs> he did. Uh, he did cash the tournament. That was what it was all about. That is what it's all about. Hey, another cash, another notch in the belt. Still chasing number seventeen. Seventeen is gonna be fucking hard for him to get. I'm telling you right another now. Another fourteenth. Well, fourteenth is fourteenth, man. He's knocking on the door. You Someone know. Someone else in this room got a fourteenth. I did get a fourteenth, and uh, I did it in a much different fashion than him. Yeah. We put our won. fucking chips in play, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we win flips and we don't get fourteenth. Um. Correct. Last last note I want to touch on before we move into the Martin Cabral stuff. Uh, I ran into this is a real feel good story. I ran into a man yesterday as I was touring the facility with my tag team partner, and he stops me and he goes, "I just have to thank you." And he's just this big presence uh, of a man, smiling ear to ear. I'm just like, this guy's got good energy. Let's chat him up for a bit. I'm like, what's going on, man? He's like, my name's Jay. Uh, I I just I really have to thank you. And I go for what? He goes a lot of things. I'm like, okay, I'm all ears. And he's like, I've watched the show every day. I love it. I love what you guys are doing. You guys reignited my fire for poker. Uh, I started playing a little bit more, and I decided to take the chance to come out here and fire a couple of events. I'm like, that's awesome, man. You know, I'm really happy to hear it. Like, you know, these are the stories that we live for. This is why we do it. And he goes, I just want to let you know, I just want a fucking bracelet. Wow. Oh, shit. And I'm like, what? Jay like, Lockett? Yeah. Oh my God. He's no, like, really. He's he like, I just that's won awesome. the 500 freeze out. I, I, I watched it. I was watching the, the monster stack and they showed his final hand. Yeah. Um, that's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's such so a cool. cool dude, man. It was so much it's fun. It's his second cash ever. That's amazing. Second tournament cash of his life. And it's a bracelet yeah, and why a not? quarter million dollars. Why not? Like, these are the stories that kind of fly under the radar. So honestly, awesome. if I hadn't yeah. ran into him in the hallway, we mm -hmm. wouldn't have we wouldn't have thought to cover this because yeah. it's a smaller event. It kind of right. flies under the radar. But W like, story. Such fifty six hundred people. Yeah, yeah. Literally fifty six is a freeze out. That's fifty six hundred unique Uniques. people. Yep. Man, it's so hard to win so many all ins. Not for Jay. Yeah, for Jay, he said he was saying how it, just everything went right. He's like, obviously, you have to run very yeah. very well. He tortoised it. Yeah. I, You're I his mean, inspiration. Good. Hey, man. You're the music. Let's fucking go, Jay. My life. Congrats, oh, man. Congrats, Jay. That's inspiration. awesome. <laughs> What's happening? Big shout out to Jay. I know yeah. he's probably watching out there. We're really happy for you, man. Let's go. W's for Jay. Nice. W's awesome. in the chat for w Jay. Is, and his shirt yeah. is fucking popping, man. Oh, uh, go back to the shirt. Nice back shirt. to the shirt. The shirt is W Riz for sure. See? You would wear this. Let me see if I would. You would wear this with your monkey I like your shirt. You like this shirt? Yeah. yeah. I, I believe, I I believe uh, Brent, Brent uh, pointed out that his shirt was matching his matching the chips. Oh, yeah. That shit's cool. popping. Yeah. yeah. Got the yeah. hat flowing. Mm -hmm. Got the chips Look flowing. Man, Scrum if I ever win a bracelet, I hope I'm that happy. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I will be, but I, I hope be. I will be. I'll be biting my earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that phrase. What the fuck? Girls got rabies. <laughs> what? 
Oh man, I legit never heard that face. If you can't bite yours, I'll let you bite mine, all right? Uh, Unreal. (laughs) Wow. What a wholesome show we've been putting together. What a feel-good story we have here today. Very feel-good story. What doesn't feel good is... We have a tortoise trying to bite his ears. (laughs) Do tortoises have ears? Uh, Like a hawk. (laughs) Internal, maybe. What what doesn't feel so good is when you get hit with... uh, I don't. I don't know what to even call this. Not a cease and desist. A tweet. A suit. notice of legal claims and preservations demand. That sounds a like lot a lot of served. words about nothing. You've been served. Yeah. I, I mean, served. Uh, I, I don't think it's actually being served. It's like Twitter. Served. It's, it's like served adjacent. You know? <laughs> You're just being notified. Something's coming your way. Yeah. You're basically, honey, you got a big storm notice, son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Steven, Steven Strasberg, former Academy attendee who also does some litigation. He said that uh, the litigation hold that his lawyer tweeted is probably effective, but wouldn't count as service of process for an actual mm-hmm. lawsuit. So I think I think uh, what he's insinuating there is that the purpose of this tweet is basically to get people to stop talking about this, mm. uh, which would make a lot of sense practically. Are we, we going to get one soon? <laughs> I mean, we haven't accused the guy of anything. No, of we're course just, not. We're, we're just rolling just, the footage, right, baby. Exactly. You yeah. guys, you, you make your own decisions. Yeah, we don't know. We give our opinion here and there. You know, who knows? Yeah, we told Conrad before pre-production, shut up, and then uh, <laughs> we covered our asses that way. Yeah, that's that's the easiest thing to do, I think. Um, not what happened. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a very long lawyery type tweet that was put out by Daniel B. Ravicher. Uh, who seems to be a father, an attorney, and a trader. <laughs> All the things that I'm sure you're looking for when you want to file a defamation suit. Um, Shout out to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day. So, What's he trade? Crypto? Stocks? I, I can only imagine, NFTs. man. It's 2023. What else are you going to trade? Rare coins? NFTs? Mutants? Tweets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he trades tweets. You know, he's, a, he's in the metaverse. Hogs. He's he's a metaverse lawyer with uh with with Charles. Lew. <laughs> <laughs> they run in closed circles yeah. around here. You know, yeah. Yeah. like to get in the poker drama. So the tweet reads uh, to the above named parties, which is Bonomo, Chance, Poker Go. <laughs> Throwing Poker Go in there is a shot. Like that. That's a real. First of all, they didn't do anything except broadcast the fucking event. Right. Jesus. <laughs> like. This this makes it so flimsy from my perspective, but uh, even still, you know, we kind of spoke about this to begin with, where uh, I think that I think the fact that this is national news now is definitely a byproduct of Dan Smith and Robo and others, Bonomo and others, like kind of speaking out mm-hmm. to uh, the allegations against Martin. Um, so from that standpoint, I could see where he has some sort of grounds because. Clearly, national news never picks this up if the poker world isn't a buzz about it. But I've read all of their tweets, and I don't think any of them were really anything more than opinions, right? Like, and again, I don't really necessarily know uh, defamation law very well at all, and I probably should get more versed on it considering we're on the mic five days a week. <laughs> but I think Robo's tweet was like the strongest, the, the most strongest worded one. And it was just saying that this guy has marked cards in every tournament that I played with him, which is his observation. How are you going to prove one way or the other? 
And I'm not sure who the burden of proof falls on. I think in defamation, it probably falls on Martin to prove that Andrews somehow defamed him to the point that his uh, image, his ability to earn, and all these other things have been compromised. But yeah. if that's like his opinion, like, and he thinks that's, that's like your opinion, bro. That's like his opinion. Like he thinks that he's marking cars, and he said it. That's what I mean. Like, like what it, the fuck can you do? I, I think even though it implies cheating, it doesn't actually. Like he didn't say Martin Cabral is a cheater. Yeah. Right. right. Like he's just implying that. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, something might be going on. Yes, correct. And if you don't imply something like that, how do you ever protect yourself or a community? Right. Exactly. So like, go fuck yourself. Well, <laughs> this. No, that's how, that far. That's called lawyering. <laughs> and there you have it Welcome from our resident lawyer, Conrad Simpson. Um, You're just gonna get Robo's gonna uh, hire you for this one, Conrad. Oh, well, let's fucking go. Well, here, here is. <laughs> first of all, lawyer, Robo can do much better. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! How whoa. dare you, how sir? How fucking dare you? No offense, Conrad. <laughs> how dare right, you, well, sir? No, since you said no offense, that's <laughs> right, fine. Of course, that's fine. Uh, now so, he's not offended. So the actual, the actual. Um, rest of the tweet of what they're accusing them of says this firm represents Martin Cabrillo with respect to your false and defamatory statements that he is a cheater and marks cards with respect. Uh, so f- just even unpacking that first sentence, I think is like very important because I don't actually think any tweets from any of those people use the word cheater. Yeah. Like I don't think any of them actually outward outright called him a cheater. Right. They did accuse him of marking this cards. What, what what's happening? Or, um, that's Robo's law firm. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Bobo's over there watching porn in between switching shots. Damn. <laughs> there is a girl half naked on the screen right now. There is. I'm looking at it. What do you mean? You want me to take a picture of it? <laughs> I, I know this sounds defamatory. I'm show you guys this. See? Look. look. I just wanted you guys to see if this looks familiar. Yeah, we know the. We know this. It's in our community. What, wait, what is that? I don't, it's it's one of the lofts that are for sale here. Yes. But why why, why is our why is our tech guy tangenting? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody brought this up. Our tech guy is doxing us as well. Oh my god! Yeah. R.I.P. us guys. There was a good uh, run. Three hundred and three episodes. Yep. Now we've all officially lost it. All right, burn it, burn it to the ground. Anyway. Uh, he continues on to say the purpose of this letter is not to debate the demerits of your baseless allegations, but rather to simply provide you with notice that this firm is preparing to file legal claims on behalf of Mr. Cabral against you. As such, you must from the time forward preserve any and all materials, including but not limited to messages, uh, list all the platforms, documents, publications, and other social media posts, whether private or public notes, drafts, audios, or video recordings, and call logs bearing any relation or relevance to Mr. Cabrell. Failing... Come on, Chance. (laughs) Failing to preserve these materials is grounds for Mr. Cabrell to ask that sanctions be imposed against you by the court before which this matter be resolved. To be absolutely clear, Mr. Cabrell is not a cheater. He does not mark cards. You have said these false things with malicious intent. We will prove this in a court, and you'll be ordered to compensate him for any and all injury caused by your statements. How do you prove uh, injury? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, defamation law is uh, its very weird. Why um, are they asking to preserve the cards and videotape as well? Right. <laughs> 
I feel, I feel like the natural response here is like Conrad the Hood Lawyer just tweets, Yo, Mr. Cabral and Daniel Ravacher, father, lawyer, and traitor, we need you to preserve Martin's fingernails and the cards. <laughs> Failure to do so will get this thrown out in court because I said so. God damn it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it does kind of read a little bit clowny. Uh, and maybe it's just because like this is something that would should be mailed to them or served to them in some sort of capacity, but yeah, instead it's being tweeted publicly. I don't know. It's weird. But I'm also like coming to a lot of these conclusions based off the interview that Martin did with uh, Doug yesterday, and uh, you know him getting a platform to speak seemed like a pretty big opportunity to clear his name. But from the hour ish that he was on there, he talked a lot. I will give him that much. He said many. Many, 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 many words. But he said nothing. He really didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. It's so impressive how people could do that. I heard that he talked very fast for a long amount of time, and it kind of got strenuous. Yeah, I mean, every time Doug asked him a question, he he would spend a lot of words not answering the question, which was kind of impressive, to be quite honest. Like He's really good at filibustering. Set. Yes. Yeah, it's a yeah. skill set, for um, sure. He got asked directly about this this uh, defamation or whatever, and this this was the only direct answer that he gave the entire interview, where he just basically said, uh, "I'm not going to speak on behalf of my legal team. They'll do a better job of of coming public with this. So stay tuned, kind of thing." So it does lock sound, in. yeah. Lock, he did say log in. <laughs> did he really? Uh, I think he or somebody else. I don't remember. Yeah. Or maybe it's, maybe, it's a, maybe it's you sick, said it yesterday. It's I don't a sick remember. meme at this point. You know, you got to stay locked in. It's, it's a great it's, meme. It's in my head. So maybe you said it on the on the pod yesterday. He first said, "Need to preserve his hands. If the cards don't stick, you can't quit." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, nice. Ethan, for being here every day. Yeah. You're the best. Uh, but Doug did ask him uh, a line of questions that I think were pretty reasonable. He asked him about uh, the marking of the cards. And most of the way Martin defended himself was by saying he doesn't know how to cheat, which is uh, a weird defense because, like, if you're not a cheater, that's implied. Yeah. You know, like, I don't need to know the details about how you don't know anything about cheating. Like, Doug was very direct. He would just say, like, okay, but... Uh, you can understand how the other players in the event could be uncomfortable if they see you pressing down hard on a card. Like, why were you doing that? And he kind of like danced around the question saying like, I don't even know how to cheat. I don't know how to mark cards. If I were marking the cards, I wouldn't know how to use it, yada, yada, yada. But basically, I have these ticks. And uh, part of these ticks are me, you know, indenting cards. <laughs> And he said, he said, if anybody had asked him not to do so, he would have replied and said, like, okay, I'll do my best not, not to. And I find that to be very odd. Like, I, I mean, maybe there is a world where it's just socially weird to call somebody out for doing that in real time. But I've played a lot of poker. I mean, if you suspect somebody of doing something fucked up, like at some point you just bring it up as a table conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And the best part about what he said, I don't know how to cheat. Everybody knows how to cheat, especially if you're playing in high-stakes game because you want to protect yourself from people cheating. That, yeah, that's partly true. Um, but uh, he said that nobody mentioned it to him over three days of play, and I find that to be quite odd. He also said he wasn't there when the floor said that like, he made the ruling on the final day that you weren't allowed to stand up with an active hand. When on, on camera, he said the exact opposite. Uh, I think it was Alex said, you were here at the beginning when the floor spoke to us, correct? Yeah. And he said, yes. He goes, okay, so you remember when he said you can't stand up during an active hand? And Martin was like, that doesn't apply to me. 
So I didn't I, Chance even say this was literally applied to you. Yeah, <laughs> he said this is a rule. He goes, they made this you. rule to protect us from you. If you have any other questions, let us know. Yeah, they made this rule for you to protect us. Yeah, if you have any questions, let us know. Chance also made the point of that he might be pretending to cheat. Right. We're like, okay, like it's already like these accusations and like you know theories around him cheating. So he just leans into it, yeah. so people won't bluff him as much for fear that they that he knows what their cards are. Well, also, which is if, like if I he mean, was cheating in previous days, that is next level. He would, he would continue to make it look like he's doing the same right. exact thing, yeah. even though yeah, he's not exactly. doing that same exact thing. Right, and people won't just, bluff him as much. And yeah, yeah well, just, just like, yeah, it's just smart. So Bonomo put out a tweet thread that uh, I actually thought was really well written and kind of sums up why why this is such a big deal because i think at this point we're tired of 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 like a lot of this cheating allegations getting thrown around we're tired of like always shining a light on the dark side of poker mm -hmm. but i think what you're seeing is a community that's like kind of purging itself of uh the 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 underhanded <sighs> yeah uh, but like the underhanded behavior the 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 heavily incentivized exploitative behavior that takes place in the community i just think we're seeing like uh, a lot of purging taking place because new sort of arenas are popping up and they're less secure as they naturally will be in their early iterations than things that have been established so when you're talking about like the fact that live streams are popping up on mass now Right, like that's not the same as Mori running a poker production, which was the way it was for twenty years. Right, there was no competitor; no one else was doing it. Now, all of a sudden, there's a dozen or two dozen live streams uh, throughout America, and maybe even more whenever you look worldwide. So, of course, we're going to find some security flaws. We're going to see things like the Jack Forham happen. We're going to see things like Possible take place because not everybody's crossing every T and dotting every I. Right. Well, now it's kind of becoming the same thing where when you Add in the impact of these high rollers, which is a relatively new market. We're talking like less than six years of of being a staple of MTT. Like six figure buy in plus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It 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 creates a bigger opportunity to steal, so to speak, or to to potentially cheat, right? Man, the argument of how dumb would he be to cheat on a live stream was clearly proven otherwise from the possible stuff. I, it's a ridiculous take. I, I mean like, <laughs> like why would he cheat? Because he can, yeah. right? Like, that's always the simple answer is because he can and because the security measures aren't strong enough to catch it. Allegedly cheap. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, not, it's not a why would he, it's why would anybody. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and the simple answer is because no one's necessarily policing it, right? Uh, so we don't know what's going to come up with this. We don't know if Martin even did anything nefarious or not, and uh, by no means am I accusing him of doing so. But the whole point is, is that the opportunity is there because the market's still new and we haven't built out proper protocols necessarily to police everything so it's important for the community to kind of call attention to this stuff and this bottom of thread i think is like a really telling one because it does go back to the early days of when high rollers first started to become uh, a big part of the scene in 2017 he said let me tell you about two of the most stressful unpleasant poker experiences i ever had one occurred in a tournament i cashed for six hundred dollars or six hundred thousand dollars in the other was a tournament that i won for the biggest score of my career which uh can you Find out. I, I think it was the million dollar one drop guap, but can you find out for sure? Um, said, I'm not mentioning that I did well to brag, but rather to stress that I'm not being biased uh, by bad luck or random external circumstances. Imagine how bad an experience would have to be to have a gigantic win in a tournament, yet stand out in my memory as the worst or the most unpleasant experience I've had. Uh, I'll talk of the latter two experiences first. 
I have to be careful with what I say because lawyers were involved due to something involving payouts understatement of the year. Uh, it, it, this, this sucks that it's kind of cryptic because I'm pretty tapped into like what's going on in the high stakes scene. I'm not, I, I'm not privy to, I, I don't remember what this was about. Um, what was yeah, his, what was bro, his biggest bro, score? Bro won the one drop. It was the one drop, yeah. right? But was, where was it at? Where did it take place? That, uh, in Vegas, right? 2018 WSOP one million dollar one drop. Okay, so so it was a WSOP event. No, it wasn't. Why does it say WSOP? Well, I'm saying that he must. When he say, I, I don't, I don't want to put words in Bono's mouth, but uh, when he's saying that it was one of the biggest scores of his career, it couldn't have been the one drop because he's basically saying it took place in a foreign land. Mm. There is a Hong Kong two thousand dollar or two million dollar buy-in super high roller bowl. Macau. Okay, it might have been that one then. Macau for 4.8. 4.8 US? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it was that one that he's referring to. Probably um, that one. He said, the people running this tournament were very experienced and didn't understand the importance of game integrity with a six-figure buy-in. They wanted to change everything after we had already all, all bought in, how seating worked, the payout structure, the rebuy rules, and quite a lot more. For example, they wanted to seat all of the pros against each other and the amateurs against one another. They announced this to us minutes before the tournament started. My core memory of this tournament was the constant feeling of being on edge for three days straight. I was playing ultra high stakes, yet most of my attention was spent watching over the floor and even quite a lot of time literally yelling at them. Because the pros, especially the foreign ones, would have been cheated had we not constantly watched and yelled. I wanted to focus on playing cards, but the tournament staff made that impossible for me. There were dozens of fires they kept starting. The more aware vocal players like myself had no choice but to keep putting them out. I won the tournament and I'm incredibly grateful for that. It was a huge win for my career, but just thinking about it brings me back to this uneasy feeling in the pit of my stomach I had the whole time. Every pro I talked to there had a similar experience to me. It was bad. Part of being successful at high stakes is protecting yourself from cheating theft and shadiness. It's not an optional skill. It's a mandatory one. I've seen entire careers be ruined and entire bankrolls vanish from honest players who were just not careful enough. The other of the two experiences was one I wrote about recently, the 2017 Super High Roller Bowl with Martin Cabril. He was accused of at least three different forms of cheating in this one tournament, and I can't say for sure which he was guilty of, if any. What I want to stretch, or what I want to, what I want to stress, is he wasn't being the bad boy. He wasn't intimidating the other players or using speech play to gain an edge. He gave everybody the impression he was cheating, and that's not okay. What are you doing? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Jesus. Bro is crinkling. Uh, what Martin does goes far beyond the issue of bad sportsmanship. He was being so incredibly shady that the players had no choice but to watch him, the floor, the cameras, and the spectators, rather than focus on the poker at play. Jesus, Jesse. <laughs> oh my God. They wanted to change everything after we bought. No, he scrolled me up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bro just took. Cha Chauncey just tried to fly. He really did. Um, I was just trying to put I mean, him on it's kind of true, though. He's just saying there's so much more mental energy on things that aren't poker because of this stuff. Yeah. Um, the important thing, I, I think this is the most important thing to highlight is this little phrase here. He said, the assumption of game integrity shouldn't be some optional privilege that a skilled miscreant is allowed to rob from other players. And if he does, he certainly shouldn't be celebrated by the commentators for it. It is incredibly unfortunate how some of these narratives have gone down. Martin didn't just cross a line. He's bulldozed across dozens of ethical lines for many, many years straight on an extremely consistent basis. 
even if we're unable to definitively prove that he cheated, he should be absolutely barred from, for depriving his opponents of the assumption that their game is fair. That is simply not an accept, acceptable thing to do. High-stake games can only exist if the players believe the games are fairly run. Once you take that away, the players will leave the game and the game will die. It's happened many times before and it will continue to happen moving forward. I think that's like a really important summary of the concerns that the, the high-stakes players have in this particular situation. So much of it has been dismissed as this guy's antics are just annoying. Uh, he's just a pain in the ass to play with. And this is largely within the realm of speech play. Uh, in order to gain an edge by making your opponents uncomfortable. What's being overlooked in all that is the uncomfortable feeling that the players have is not annoyance or hatred towards a person for acting a certain way. It's not Kasuf-esque. Right, yeah. it's, not, it's not the Kasuf thing. It's fear. It's fear that they are potentially being cheated. And I've played enough high-stakes private games where I know what this feels like. You go on downswings that seem completely improbable in an environment that you know could potentially be cheated. And it starts to play tricks on you, right? It's one thing to understand that variance occurs and that you know, you're not always going to get the outcome that you seek. It's a whole other to have to compartmentalize the fact that maybe you just weren't operating on a fair playing field to begin with and you got got. And yeah. when that happens for large sums, like to his point it can end a career it's not the same as some guy being annoying and then you get to the whole check your privilege bit you know right because that point you're like okay this guy's just being annoying now it's kind of up to you to deal with it versus i'm scared this is, there's some cheating going on that i'm not aware of and i hope something else takes control of it yeah yeah and that's i mean that's the the scary thing right is that we spoke about this a lot the uh past three days whenever we were covering it but so much of this is us putting trust in the operators and that's the way it should be. It's their event. Uh, the, their integrity is on the line as much as anybody else's. And we should be able to comfortably walk up to a window, hand them more money, and expect a fair game. The issue becomes whenever you're dealing in this gray realm of what's fair and what's not, right? Like, to Bonimo's point, uh, Martin, he, he's playing fast and loose with ethics, right? Like, he's crossing a lot of ethical lines. But he didn't technically break any WSOP rules. No, he wasn't cheating in that sense. Right. Like, well, there were no rules broken, right? Now, marking cards, of course, if proven otherwise, is, is going to be a, a breach of rules and uh, would lead to some sort of punishment down the line, I imagine. Um, but to Bonomo's point, when you're, when you're so ethically compromised as far as the, the way that you're willing to take advantage of your opposition's... Um, I guess, view of you being in the game, the, the reputation that Martin brings to these games and the fear that he is potentially seeking unsavory edges, uh, it, it does put the doubt of game integrity in the minds of anybody who's aware. And it's not just Martin. There are plenty of characters in this space that when they sit down at a table, you know, you have a certain sense of like, am I being scammed? Men the Master still play the WSOP, right? Like, we know we, this guy is a proven cheat. He had a whole ring of people collecting chips from casinos nationwide and dumping them to him mid-event so he could chip himself up. I, I mean, you know, those days are long gone, I'm sure, but, like, why are we just trusting that that process has been policed mm -hmm. rather than just kicking the fuck out? Right. It's insane. Yeah. It's just insane. Why, why are we so slow to ban people and take the privilege of playing away from them? 
and I'm not saying that that should apply to Martin here. Like that's not my call. I don't. I wasn't in the event. I don't truly know how egregious all of this stuff is. I saw the antics on TV, and as a viewer, it's entertaining. It's fun. It's funny. I wouldn't want to be in any of their shoes, right? And for that reason alone, as as a peer, I obviously align myself a lot more with the Robles and the the Bonomos in this instance because they deserve an environment that is on the up and up. Um, but like when we have instances of people who are very clearly cheats, like they've been caught, yeah. they've been banned elsewhere. Why are we so slow to drop the hammer on them? You know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I, I know that we're steering off now into something uh, a little bit adjacent. Like when we're talking about the men, the masters of the world, the Russ Hamiltons of the world, uh, the, the Ali's and Jake's, it just seems like such an easy opportunity uh, for major tours like WPT, WSOP to, to set a precedence. I think we just, we're kind of just becoming that echo. We just say this all the time. I know, I know. It's, I, like, it's kind of absurd. Well, <laughs> like a, what, what, what do we do if we don't talk about it? You know what I mean? No, no, I don't think that's wrong to talk about it. I just think that it's, it's crazy that it hasn't happened yet. Like there isn't an alliance. Well, there's, there's a reason. Right, yeah. the, we just don't know it. No, right. why? Yeah, yeah. Right, and I think men, men, the master is like the, the key, one, the the one to key on, <coughs> in my opinion. Right, it's the one to key in on him and Russ Hamilton. Like the fact that they those two specifically have not been banned from the WSOP worries me. That do we know Russ Ham Hamilton has not been banned? Um, I I guess I, mean, I don't know for sure. He doesn't really play, so we don't know for sure. Yeah, I guess I don't know for sure. Yeah, but if uh, there was a time where post. UB, he was still playing, I believe. Mm. So at least there was a, a window of time where he yeah. for sure was not banned, and I think his banner was still hanging for sure at the Rio. I don't know if they brought it over to Paris or not. I hope not. Um, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like when, when no action is taken in those regards, it, it, it's concerning, right? Because this is, this is what's happening at the top level. We don't know what's happening you know, at a lesser scale. Mm -hmm. And I do think that if you catch someone red-handed, obviously they're going to get the ban hammer. But I don't think that that's, I don't think that's the, the bar of where it should be set. No, but that's where, that seems like where the bar where is, currently set, is set, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think maybe they think that it's like uh, some sort of like slippery slope to start banning people without absolute proof. But like... But they ban know, people for such less. Yeah, no, I know. But they... But they <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Like, what? Uh, well, I mean, and, you know. Panzica. Uh, uh, yeah, pa I'm not saying Panzica didn't deserve to be banned. Like, you can't what? be in a room full of thousands of people and say, like, I'm going to bring an AK or whatever. Right. I wish said. I had an AK, right. I think. The yeah, what, right. whatever the fuck uh, yeah. he said. Uh, right. Honestly, it's even speculative what he said. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. no idea. I wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, a different. That's like a different situation, right? Once you incite violence or threaten violence. I think I think right. they just have this like zero policy, like gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where, where, but again, with, like, with, with they're taking the security guards word for it. Yeah. You know, no, I know, I know, but I think, I think they're more just the, the environment, the world we live in today. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they're going to take a harder stance on threats to people's lives than threats to people financially. Yeah. And I don't mean to compare the two because no, right, I think right. it's, I think it's very smart to yeah. take anything like that seriously. Right. Uh, and I think that they should. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but it, I think once they start, in their minds, they, they start, um, you know, banning people off of, like, circumstantial evidence or mm -hmm. people accusing them of cheating, then it's a slippery slope where now 
now they have to like start banning more pe- like people start coming out and saying this person cheated well now we got to ban this person because this person said he did something and you know well, it's not uh, obviously I, I i'm not advocating for hearsay right. yeah right no of course right there's there's enough mm-hmm. there's no hearsay with men the master right right yeah that, that's not hearsay like mm-hmm. he was absolutely caught many times cheating like blatantly cheating you know bringing in foreign chips to events how was he caught do we know like the details of it i think it was at the brigada but i'm not positive yeah that that sticks out in my mind yeah i I, obviously i'm just going off a recollection i'm sure there's an article out there if we had the time to look for it Mm -hmm. um but like yeah this was a a long-standing thing so it's like why is there some sort of stature on this that's expired yeah you know like i don't think there's any reason not to retroactively my whole thing is that playing poker for for a living or or for recreation is a privilege right like you're not you're not it's not an inalienable right right you don't deserve just by being born to be able to buy into the world series right (laughs) so like if you're if you're some sort of shady character in the community honestly i don't necessarily know that it's that egregious to just like get it to a point where we trust that these major operators have somebody on their staff who's dialed in enough to make that call yeah right uh, and, and, you know, uh, I don't know. It is a slippery slope, though, because obviously then you could look at somebody like Bonomo and say, well, he has a past and yeah. he was caught. Yep. Like, where do you draw the line? Yeah. And it's like we all could agree that Bonomo is very reformed and a big upstanding member of the community. Absolutely. So it's like, you know, why does he get a pass and Men the Master doesn't? So I get it, man. Nothing's black and white. I'm just using that as a very clear example because mm-hmm. man, the master hasn't done anything to reform himself or be an upstanding member of the community. And I think know. we have to start somewhere. Agreed. That's the thing. Agreed. We have to put our foot first and start start walking. Yeah, and that's it. And, and the big thing is, is that like I want I want to point out why I think this is happening before we wrap. It, it's because the high stakes arena is now entering these these tours. Right. This wasn't a problem when the when the biggest buying was 10k. Because, yeah, we were all playing for a lot of money, but they were big fields, and the likelihood of somebody gaining, gaining uh, an unsavory edge throughout multiple days and thousands of people and all this other shit is, like, pretty low. Yeah. You know, you're not going to cheat the main event. That's really fucking hard, right? Like, there, there just isn't going to be a very good system to cheat the main event. But and when you're playing a 50-person field, it's Exactly. Yeah. Now we're playing here. small fields for many millions Couple of dollars, hundred, and they're becoming, buying, they're becoming extremely commonplace. Yeah. Right? They're as common as the 10K championships have been for the last three or four decades. So it's like with this new arena comes a whole new set of eyeballs and a whole new set of opportunity to, to be scandalous. 10Ks aren't the highest stake anymore. Not even, not even close. Right? Like it's, it's the upper tier of mid-stakes or maybe the bottom tier of high stakes. I, I don't know. But either way. That's the worst, worst of the best. Yeah. Where it, it used to be the only thing. Right. And either way you look at it, like this whole new realm is developing. It's not just WSOP. It's it's also going to be Poker Go. It's going to be Triton. It's going to be WPT. I believe is bringing back Alpha Eight. Yeah, yeah. Running. There's a million dollar buying coming up in December. Like, it's very critical that we get this right, man. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, setting examples now to carry us into the future, I think, is going to be a lot stronger of a position than uh you know kind of just letting it be a free-for-all and seeing where the chips fall i think it hurts barrier of entry too because if recreational players want to play high buy in tournaments and think oh there may be a chance that someone's doing something crazy and that person just is at their table it's like oh no well that's the thing that's a really good point that i don't think people understand enough if let's say bill klein and dan shack just decide 
I'm not fucking playing these things anymore because I don't like I don't like and this Martin type might, of behavior. Bro, bro might be doing something. Yeah. And that's enough for me to not play it. That's two people, right? That doesn't seem like a big deal. But then people stop entering. That's five percent of the field. And they're losing win rate, right? Because other people wouldn't play because it's not as good of a tournament. Even if nothing even if there's no ripple effect, you've just lost five percent of the field. Sure. No, you don't get two in one show. You don't get two in one show. Well, you guys are going to love this one. Oh, no. It's a motherfucking CSA. Guapo, hit that button. Come on. Dude, do you have an animation? <laughs> no. happening here? Last night in the 10K PLO. Yeah. Palmer and Wesley got into a huge Palmer fight. Palmer was in the 10K PLO? Yeah. He just fucking got third in something. I don't care. What do you mean? He plays everything. Go on. Anyway, they get into a huge fight. Okay. Wesley got a one-round penalty. Wesley for, from Hustler? Yep. Wesley okay. got a one-round penalty for continuing to call Nikki P. White trash. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley tanked five minutes pre in a limp pot just to tilt Nikki. <laughs> wow. Honestly, I'd kick them fucking both out. Both of them go uh, fucking go for that one. All actually, right. I, I feel I like for Nikki, Nikki here. Yeah, I, like I was going to say, I, I actually feel for Palma there. I would kick Wesley out for sure. We gotta go fucking win a tag team. Fucking I got the Persian here. fucking Falcon down at the goddamn horseshoe right now, waiting to register. Freddie so, Deep? Wow, did he steal Freddie's name? Do I have Freddie's brother? Man, I hope you have Freddie Deep on your team. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for us today. We're headed out to the tag team event. You can catch us on site, uh, grinding with our partners somewhere in the in the Paris building. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow, 10:30 a.m. Pacific. Hopefully. Someone in this room is in a day two. Uh -huh. We'll Let's see you all then. If we all make it, no pod. <laughs>